Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. We are one day late uh, behind recording, but that's okay. Still a lot to talk about from the last, we'll call it eight days of college basketball, both in the MAC and around the country. So let's get it started. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Borski. Let's do it. result of the weekend was Sienna sweeping Fairfield uh, over in Connecticut seven, on Saturday and Sunday, 74 to 58 on Friday. And then on Sunday, it was 75, 68 in favor of the Saints. Uh, they really, really looked good in these first two games here, in these games here for them. It was their third and fourth game, but four no start for them. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we kind of were just hitting at it a little bit before we started recording, but um, Sienna's good. You know, who knew? Like, you know, I, yeah, I think a lot yeah. of, a lot of us, you know, I, I think the majority of people that pay attention to the Mac kind of expected this. Um, you know, I think the big question mark was just because they had such a late start, all the quarantine, the COVID issues, right. whether or not that was really going to affect them as a team. But um, clearly it th- doesn't really appear it has. I mean, you no. know, J- Jalen Pickett's doing his thing. Manny Camper's doing his thing. Um, yeah, they're, they, they look very, 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 very good in the early going for them. The one thing I do want to bring up, it was from the game on Sunday. They were without, um, Pickett cause he had a, I think it was a little bit of a hamstring injury that uh, he was dealing with. He played on Saturday, but not on Sunday, big step up from Aiden Carpenter, the freshman from that area, from, uh, Connecticut. He put up 19 points on eight of 11 shooting in 37 minutes, uh, made a couple threes, really good performance by him. I think that's, you know, potentially someone they can lean on um, when their big guys either a aren't playing or B not playing as well. Right. Right. Very true. Um, you know, to have arguably, you know, I, I would be shocked if he didn't win it in, in the Mac player of the year and uh, Jalen Pickett, um, obviously Manny Camper is another very, very talented player for them. But, but as you said, you know, they're, they, you really didn't know who the other guys were going to be, you know, you I mean, no. you had Pickett, Camper, and then the rest of them, you know, but to have a guy like Aiden Carpenter, uh, you know, Jordan King, I think he had, uh, 18, 18 had in that 18 game as well. Second, yep. Uh-huh. Um, you know, to have, to have depth guys like that and just guys around your two big names, um, you know, that, that, that's important. You know, I, I guess to, you know, kind of bring in a comparison on the more national scale, um, my, my, my beloved Illinois fighting Illini, uh, you know, you got Io DeSumo, you got uh, Kofi Coburn, but beyond that, you know, they, they have a bunch of other guys that can mm-hmm. play, but you really just don't know what you're going to get from the rest of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and we see that here and there when they lose bigger games and, you know, they obviously lost to Maryland this week. That's something I'm sure we'll talk about later, Yeah, but um you know, and, and, you know, going back to Siena, I think to be able to, to be able to have the, the group of guys that they do um, and to have the supporting cast that they do around camper and picket, um, you know, Carpenter, uh, Hopkins, uh, Jordan King, you know, you, there's plenty of other names you could name, but um, I think, I think if they can continue that, continue to have uh, strong depth performances, continue to have strong performances from the other guys, I see no reason why they won't continue this hot streak. See no reason why they won't win the Mac regular season title. And who knows, maybe even the I tournament. Mean, probably the Mac tournament. You you just said before this, Joe Lenardi has them as a 13 seed. Yeah. Yeah. Right that's now. true. I just, uh, so yeah. that, that would put them, you know, in contention, one of the best mid major teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, that bracketology came out on the eighth. That was before this weekend's game. That was as well, before. So. Right. Right. So, I mean, they might get up to a 12 or something at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because they were coming, like you said, they were coming off these long quarantines and they were looking for guys who could step up. A lot of these guys, for the exception of a few of them, um, were not on the team last year, or I, I you can even add that to most of them, were on the team last year but didn't play. Uh, they had Kyle Young come in as a freshman. He only played seven minutes a game. Uh, Jordan King did have a bit uh, a bigger role, 18 minutes a game. He played in 30 game. But um, other than that, you have Nick Hopkins, you have Jackson Stormo, Aiden Carpenter, Harrison Curry. Those are all 
you know, guys who came in, like we said earlier, Carpenter is a freshman. Nick Hopkins is a grad transfer from Belmont. Um, Jackson Stormo is a junior transfer. Uh, he came in from Pepperdine. Uh, Harrison Curry came in from Detroit. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a outside of Pickett and Camper. This is almost a brand new team, um, that they're dealing with here, which I think that's even more of a, a sentiment to, you know, how they're doing right now. And the fact that they were not able to play together a lot, um, just because of all the COVID pauses and all that. And then they didn't play a non-conference schedule and now they're just jumping in and they're four and out. Right. I think, I think that makes it even more impressive because they didn't play together last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for them to come out in, in the, in these first four games and, you know, it, you know, obviously the Sunday game was a little bit closer, um, yeah. but I, other I think than that, that was just because they didn't have picket. Yeah, exactly. Did. And you, you have a very valid excuse for that game being closer. Right. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's very impressive. It's very, very, very impressive. Um, not that, not that either of us. I don't think either of us really doubted that this team was good. No, I think, you know, no. as we mentioned earlier, I think our biggest question or slash concern was just how does this long layover? How is that going to affect them when they finally mm-hmm. take the court? And uh, answer, it didn't. Right. <laughs> they, they yeah, really, it, it really hasn't good. affected them one bit. So, yeah. Um, We'll move on to some other MAC results. So Manhattan and Quinnipiac, that ends up being a split on Friday. Quinnipiac wins 84 to 79 in double overtime. And then what sounded, I didn't see it, but it sounded like a putrid win for Manhattan, 45 to 42 final score. Um, Neither game was great. I mean, yeah, you, uh, the first game went to double overtime. That was, that was a game I saw, but it wasn't necessarily a pretty game. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like I'm, I'm kind of box score watching here on the yeah. the the 45-42 game. This is this this is okay. So I I will attempt to give my uh, the Adam Gorski recap here from the box score. Um, <laughs> Manhattan shot 28% from the field. Quinnipiac shot 30. Well, I'll, I'll round up. I'll give them 32% from the field. Yeah. Um, Manhattan only turned the ball over six times compared to Quinnipiac's 15. But even with that, still only put up 45 points. Yeah. Um, no player on either team uh, was in double-digit scoring. Uh, oh. The highest score there was uh, Jacob Ragoni, uh, nine points for Quinnipiac. And Tyrese Williams had nine as well. Oh, yes, Tyrese Williams. Yep, good shout. Um, Nobody made more than four shots from the field. <laughs> and, that, and that was Tyrese Williams. He shot four of ten. That is that is fantastic. Samba Diallo shot three of seven off the bench. He had seven points. And he fouled out. That's right. He did. <laughs> wow. Oh Lord. Uh, now this 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 is no starter for, for Manhattan had more than five points. You know what else is crazy? They had nine guys score and they put up 45 points. Yeah. When was the last time you've seen that? I don't know if I've ever seen that, to be quite honest with you. Uh, of their of their five starters, the, their field goal, you know, their field goals were two of seven, two of eight, two of 13, two of six, and one of three. <laughs> that's that's just wow. that's just beautiful. That is just... Yeah, ugly, ugly, ugly game. Yeah, no doubt. Um I mean, I guess I guess we can kind of discuss Quinnipiac a little bit, considering they, uh, you know, they just kind of came off the uh, the COVID break. I mean, they weren't like right, they, like they, they had, had played games too. So I mean, the but, second game, yeah, it was their first set of games in well over a month. They played fine mm-hmm. in the first game, the double overtime win. Um, yeah, I, I'd call that it was an okay game. It was ugly, but it was entertaining, I guess. <laughs> it's the best way. It's the best way I can describe that. Seth Pinkney played well. He shot, played really well. He shot seven of eight, 16 and nine, uh, had four blocks too. Um, I mean, he, he was the guy, he was the guy in that game. And, um, you know, we, you, I, like we said, we think most of these series are going to be splits and that's what it was. Um, so, you know, like we yeah. said, it, it, that kind of went as I expected. Ne- neither of these teams are teams that are at the top of the Mac. Quinnip- 
I, I don't understand why Quinnipiac doesn't win more than they do because they have the facilities and the resources and stuff. They just don't produce on court. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that has to do with recruiting or coaching. I, 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 I don't think I've really pinpointed that yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that is a good question. You know, you, you, they, I feel like they're always towards the top. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, middle half or your middle sector, right. you know, top half of the, of the conference, but, um, yeah, I mean, maybe this is the year that they put it together, supposed, but because Quinnipiac is kind of supposed to be like this good sports school. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you look at their hockey program, like you look I at mean, their hockey program. Yeah. It's, their hockey program is one of the top hockey programs in the country. Their baseball program is great. They don't have football. Um, their women's basketball program. I mean, Trisha Fabry does an amazing job there with that women's program there. Mm-hmm. You know, they win the Mac title just about every year. Um, so clearly that success has not translated uh, over to the men's basketball program. Yeah, no, I, I would say so. Yeah. Um, other results. We have Ryder and Niagara splitting up at the Gallagher center uh, Ryder 76 to 70 on Friday and Niagara 66 to 55 on Saturday. Uh, it was in the first game. It was Ajiri Agmono Johnson um, who had a good game. Uh, ten, he had 19 points, seven of 11 shooting, seven rebounds. Uh, Dwight Murray played well for Ryder 14 and eight on five of eight. Um Otherwise, Mar- Marcus Hammond put up a lot of points, but he didn't shoot all that well. He shot five of fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he, he had only six had five, six rebounds. Yeah, only had only had twelve in the uh, only had twelve in the second game too. So yeah. I would say Ryder did uh, all in all. I would say they did a good enough job on him. I mean, it's right, tough, right. tough to contain yeah. him, but right. I yeah, I'd agree with that. And, and like you said, Ryder's like we've said, you know, in previous episodes, Ryder's one of those teams that's not as high in the MAC, but. Um, it's one of those teams that's they're in a rebuild right now. I feel like, and you know, that's okay. They're going to be in that for, you know, maybe the next one or two years. And yeah. So they, so Ryder is what are they three and five in the league now, three and eight overall. That's respectable for, you know, a team that's kind of in a rebuild here. Yeah. So. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, You know, for them to, for them to be sticking around that range. I mean, right. you know, say you're three and five now, if you, I mean, if you just got splits the rest of the way, you're, you know, what, eight and 12, you know what I mean? That's not bad. Yeah. That's a solid year for a team that, yeah. Yeah. For a team that people kind of predicted. Yeah. 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 No doubt. You know I mean? And you know, Niagara's Niagara's, you know, not the top dog, but I think that most people expected them to be better than Ryder. So, um, you know, to to, to get a win like that, that's, that's a good, that's a good series for them. I would have to say. Um, And then the last one, Monmouth gets the sweep over Marist 60 or 80 to 64 on Saturday and then 72 62 man we were just we were just hyping up Marist too we I know (laughs) we were just hyping them up (laughs) they're Uh, good they're good they're good no they're not not. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Uh, Malik Martin had double figures in both games for uh, Monmouth six of seven shooting on Saturday uh six of 11 on Sunday uh, I tell you what, though, Dion Hammond is turning into one of the best players in this league. Yeah, um, no kidding. You know, we, we knew about him last year. He's probably a top five to ten player in the league. He might be two behind Pickett now. Yeah. I'm going to see here. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the max preseason players of the year or the, the all preseason team. The all preseason. Because I'm curious to see – where he exactly was i want to say he was first team yeah i don't doubt it let me see um this is the iona website that's not what i'm looking he for. was there Dion hammond was second team it was second team okay second team yeah i mean <laughs> i mean with performances like this there's no doubt he's right, gonna right. he's gonna jump up you know what i mean because that's why i was curious because as you said i mean this is a guy we were aware of last year but I don't really think anybody, you know, I mean, obviously, you oh, know, no, he, he, he knew the team. name. He was yeah. on first team. He was on oh, first team. Oh, he was. I, oh, okay, okay. I was looking at last year. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, but you know, like you like you said, you know, last year this is a guy who everybody kind of knew his name among among the teams in this conference, and right, you know, everybody knew he was a talented guy. But heading into this year, I'm not sure anybody really expected him to take the no, step I mean, he, that he has. I mean, he has turned into one of the best scorers in the league. Right. He's averaging almost 20 a game. He's at 19.1 um, right now. Um, yeah, really, really impressive start to the year out of him. Um, he's had over 20 points five times in nine games. Holy cow. Um, so, yeah, impressive. <laughs> Two, three, four. Six, actually. Six. Six times. I can't count. Um <laughs> Yeah, 24 against Hofstra, 22 in a St. Peter's game, 21 against Canisius, uh, 20, a 20 point against Siena, and then 21 in both games against Marist. Yeah, and if I'm so. not mistaken, I and that puts Monmouth up to five and three. They're third in the league right now. Yeah, yeah, they're having a, having a really good start to the year. But I, yeah. I, I want to say that Hannah... I, I kind of figured coming into this year that they would probably be like the third team in this mm-hmm. league yeah that's fair so, I, I think i want to say that we slotted them around there back in i want to uh, say i put the first third. episode um now let me see if i can find it because <laughs> not, now no, i so want it i yeah. want to know what i did <laughs> yeah I and then just to fourth. confirm i put them fourth fourth okay well yeah i mean either way that's top four right. you know what i mean top half of the top half of the right. conference and yeah hammond is I, I was curious hammond is uh second points per game in the Mac behind Isaiah Ross, Isaiah Ross, Savage in 22. Right. Isaiah uh, Ross. Yeah. I own is on a, Iona is on a COVID pause right now, as is Canisius uh, per John Rothstein. Um, Canisius is looking to end their COVID pause on Saturday. And then their next, this coming Saturday, that is the 16th. And then the next game of their schedule is a pair against Fairfield on the 22nd and 23rd. Those games are at Fairfield. And then St. Peter's was on the bye this week. So. Indeed. I mean, they, they, uh, you know, they've, <laughs> I do have to give credit where it's due. I mean, the, the ability for, you know, Rich Enser and everybody with the Mac to be able to oh, absolutely. make these schedules somehow, some way work. I mean, right. And I, I mean, I, I can't imagine this is, these are going to be the last COVID pauses we see this year. Oh, no. Um, no. But, you know, so far for them to be able to still allow for every team to play their games and, you know, at least, you know, schedule every team to have their games played. I mean, right. it, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. I, I, I don't mean, imagine that that's an easy feat to Well, I mean, I, I, I remember in, it was more September, October around there. Uh, the Mac was the first league in the country to come out with, okay, like this is what we're doing in terms of a schedule. Cause it, if you remember the original plan was they were playing every three days. Right. I think it was a Tuesday, Friday or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a one game thing. And I thought, you know, you know, this is probably a good, you know, idea. I I like the idea, but then, you know, they brought in the back to backs. I'm like, okay, I like that even more because a couple leagues in the country, I know the America East is one that does it. Um, I think the Mountain West does it too. Um, and a few others that I'm probably not thinking of right now um, do the back-to-backs. And I think in this, you know, this day and age of COVID where it's not easy to play games and traveling is more difficult and you want to limit that travel, um, the back-to-backs are a good thing. And I think it's something that we might end up seeing in the future. The Ivy League had started doing it last year. Um if you remember that, and obviously the Ivy League isn't playing this year, but I'm sure if they were, that's what they would be doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that this back-to-back is probably the best way to go right now. Um, do I want to see it long-term? No. Um, I'm not a big – I'm not – you know, if it was a regular year, I probably we wouldn't be a big fan of these doubleheaders. Um, just because the second – like like we said – the second games don't look as good as the first games. Um, but uh, I think you, I think in this type of year, you got to sacrifice having good games for the sake of having games. And right. Yeah. Getting, I, yeah. A, and eventually getting a team to the. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. I could, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, right. 
You know, and I also think the, the, the aspect of, you know, not having people in the buildings, not having fans in the building, you know, having to adhere to all these protocols and, right. you know, having to, you know, the COVID testing and all that, you know, I, I just think logistically the back-to-backs definitely, at least for smaller conferences that, you know, you know, you're busting the games, you're not flying anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? I think that that certainly is the best route to go, you know, especially for yeah. a conference with, with, with the Mac where, you know, all the schools are pretty centrally located. Of yeah. each other, you know, for yeah. the exception of Canisius and Niagara, everyone is about within a three to four hour drive of each other. Right. Right. Exactly. So, and, you know, it's not like it's the big 10 where you got Penn state having to fly to Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's just a completely different set hey, of circumstances. Don't hate on bank. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Yeah, I, I do think I th- I agree with you. I think going forward, I definitely would want to see the, uh, you know, you know, this day and that day, you know, t- two games a week, you know, one, you know, it, where, where it's not like, you know, you're playing in the same team twice that same week, you know, you're, you're switching things up the normal schedule, I guess. And right, right. I, if I just, you know, say it that way. Um, I, I definitely would like to see them go back to that in the future. But um you know, for this year, I, I would say that so far it's worked. And I think that, you know, whether or not each team will be able to get in all their games, you know, we, we don't know yet. We'll see what happens. Right. As... And, and I mean, the, the minimum is 13. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the good news is, and, and is it's that... one, of, one of those 13 has to be a conference tournament game. So um, those that last week or so of the regular season is going to be interesting. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, it is. But you have to think, like, I mean, you know, 12, 13, that's the minimum. Um, right. I mean, you look at Monmouth already has eight played. Maris has eight played. Niagara has eight played. Canisius has six, and they've, they're have they paused. Sienna has four, and they've had so many pauses. Right. Um, you know, Manhattan's at six. Fairfield's at eight. Ryder's at eight. Quinnipiac is really the only one. Well, that, that's total. That's, just, that's not conference that they have to go to. That's total. Oh, really? So, oh, man, I, I must have misunderstood that then. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Is at four. <laughs> Ionis eight. Monmouth is nine. Mayor's ten. Peters is eleven. Canisius is six. Niagara's gotcha. ten. Quinnipiac is six. Ryder is eleven. Mar- Manhattan is seven. And Fairfield is already. Yeah, Fairfield's at- golden. <laughs> Fairfield's good. Oh man, I didn't already know that. that I must have, I must have misunderstood that. But anyways, so. yeah. So yeah, even better. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're in, in you know the, almost every team you know, bearing really Sienna, I guess you could say is in a, is in a pretty good place. You know, they're, right. they're in a pretty good place to get all those games in. And I would have right. to think that, you know, from what we've heard out of Sienna, it seems like their whole darn program has had COVID at this point. So, right, right. Um, you know, I would have to think that they would be in a pretty good position to get the necessary games in. I would think they do too. So we can transition over to national. The first big thing that came out earlier this week, uh, the NCAA announced, I guess officially announced, um, that the entire NCAA tournament will be held in Indianapolis at six different locations, four of them in the city of Indianapolis, two of them uh, just outside of Indianapolis. Um, So those six will be Hinkle Fieldhouse, home of Butler, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, that's home of IUPUI. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, uh, that is home to the, in, to the NBA's Indiana Pacers. Uh, Lucas Oil Stadium, which is a football stadium there. That's where the Final Four was going to be anyway. That's where I'd assume the Final Four will be. Um, and then the two outside are Assembly Hall, uh, the home of the Indiana Hoosiers, and Mackey Arena, home of Purdue. Um, this is what we had expected for a while mm-hmm. now. Um, and now it's official. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I was just remember back when this news was kind of more just a rumor and, you know, it was, it was an idea on the table. That was pretty much what we kind of assumed, you know what I mean? It would just be at, uh, you know, gyms in the area, uh, you right. know, Indianapolis, obviously Indiana itself is a very, you know, prominent basketball state. And, right. you know, they like, and, you know, all those, a lot of those arenas are just iconic. I mean, Hinkle Fieldhouse is iconic. Um, Mackey's iconic, you know, Assembly Hall is iconic. You know, there's, there's tons of different, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of almost like a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it, right. if they could pick any state in the country, to any, do city, this, in the country any really. city, right. Absolutely. Any city in the country. I mean, Indianapolis is a fantastic, fantastic choice. 
and you, you add in the fact that it's pretty centrally located in the right. you know within the whole country so it's not like you know you're playing in la and the big 10 teams have to fly across the country and the pac-12 teams just get to drive down the coast and they're in, in la you know what i mean it's right so i feel like you know most every team you know it's not like travel is going to be that big of an issue you know um it's pretty much just going to be a bubble type deal. I would have to assume. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw over the summer um, with, with the basketball tournament, um, you know, they kind of had their whole thing going on down. I think it was in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Correctly. Yep. Um, and I thought that that worked out pretty well. You know what I mean? Right. All, all things considered, it's not certainly not as big of an event as the NCAA tournament, but um you know, for them to be able to pull that off. And you would have to think once March rolls around, more vaccines will have been distributed. And, right. um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, the country will be in a better uh, state of affairs with the virus than we are now. Right. Um, I would have to think that, you know, I, I definitely think that this is the right move. And I also think that, you know, when, when it does roll around, I think that it'll it'll work out. I'm pretty right. confident in that. I don't, I don't, I don't love the idea of them continuing to put um, fans in Lucas or not fans, just games entirely in Lucas oil stadium. I understand why they're doing it um, because of, I, I just kind of hinted at it. The idea of potentially having fans um, in the stadium for that game, I, the Colts were allowing, it was 12,500 fans. Um, at their games this year, that's a, I did the math, and that's a little under 20% capacity. Um, so the NCAA can make some money off of fans. You know, right, and you would have to games. think that, you know, obviously with it being a basketball arena and not a football arena in this case, you would think that they could potentially fit more if, you know, they're with the, with the capacity assumingly being larger, you know, with seats closer right. to the floor so, and all that. Because you got you to think that, so the capa- the football capacity there is 67,000. They're allowing 12,500. That's a tick under 20%, like I said. Um, and that might, you know, they, we might get to a place where, you know, the health department in Indiana, the NCAA can come to agreement and say, okay, you can have 25% capacity or 30% capacity, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I understand why they're doing it. I'm not sure they'll allow fans in the, in the smaller, less yeah. ventilated arenas. Right. Particularly but, like um, you look at the IUPUI, you know what I mean? Right, I, right. I don't, I don't think that, that... I mean, that that's an arena that holds about 10,000. That's a legitimate. Yeah, arena. Good point. Good point. Yeah. That's, um, that's true. But otherwise it's, it's a bigger venue. They can put more fans in there. Maybe they'll put a small number of fans in each day. Maybe it just will be like a family friends type of crowd. Yeah. That's allowed. Um, at this point, I'd kind of assume that, it, that, is what it's going to be and they'll allow fans at lucas oil stadium maybe they'll just have maybe they'll just have the final four there um but we don't know that yet right right i would have to think i mean you could realistically well i mean i don't know that it might be tough but say you do like you know a quadruple header for the elite eight you know what i mean at lucas oil stadium you could you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, everybody's in the same spot. You play a game at noon, you play a game at three, you play a game at six, you play a game at nine, roughly, right. you know, obviously you don't know with overtime and the legit, you know, obviously it's, it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be um, as well. You're going to have, because, you know, normal NCAA tournament games for a venue, it's, it's about a half hour between games. Now it's probably going to have to be an hour. Right. Exactly. They got to, you know, they got to do more cleaning. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, good point. And whatnot, and, and at Lucas Oil they have the locker room space too. They'll, they'll have more of that. They can put more teams there. Um, so that's that. I love the idea of NCAA tournament games at Hinkle. That Hinkle, I I hope the first four is there. Uh, yeah, I hope that cool. they put the first four. Yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool. So I would think that. So they've decided they the preliminary so the games haven't been decided yet like what days they'll be on uh they said the selection sunday will still be march 14th that's unaffected and then the final four will be april 3rd and 5th um which they which is unchanged as well 
However, um, they're keeping, they haven't decided what it's going to be for the rest of the round. So mm-hmm. um, I'd expect an announcement on that. Probably I'm just speculating. I don't have any insider sources on that. <laughs> probably a couple weeks from now, just so like teams know it's like, Hey, this is what we're doing. And you know, this is what we're going to do. If say a team has a COVID problem. Right. Right. In the bubble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which and, is entirely feasible. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of the logistical side. Um, I'm sure that they, they're still trying to figure that out, discussing that what the best, you know, um, if they do allow fans, how, you know, cause I mean, in typical years, you know, say, you know, you got the games at the times union center or, you know, key bank center here or wherever, any arena, you know, you, you typically have the four games and then you got, you know, the two, you can get a ticket package for the first two, the later two, and then the round of the round of 32, the two right. games in the round of 32, you know, at whatever arena. Um, so I'm curious to see if they do allow fans at the smaller arenas. I'm curious to see how they would try and go about that because you're right. only going to have six arenas versus yeah, it's usually eight. It's usually right. eight. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to probably be squeezing games into well i mean you're going to have to be squeezing games into arenas um yeah. that you normally wouldn't so um you know it, it, i'm curious i'm curious to see how they're going to set it up i'm confident yeah, but, that they will usually, figure usually, it out but usually between the two sessions there's a few there's like a few hour break if there's no fans you don't have to do that right exactly that's a good uh, point right you don't gotta you worry about trying one, to shoot everybody out more game in there on that on that same uh Right. And even if you do have a limited number of fans, you know what I mean? It shouldn't be as difficult to wrangle, you know, wrangle everybody up and get them out of the arena and, you know, ensure that you, but again, as you mentioned earlier, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have the cleaning protocols and sanitizing everything. And um, so that'll obviously will add time. I don't know. I mean, like like I said, I mean, like you said, we don't have any insider information. Uh, We're just spitballing here, but you got to And, and, you know, they got to decide what they're going to do if a team does have a COVID problem, because obviously the NCAA can't hold up the tournament because one team is having a problem. Right. Um, They might, they might just have to say to them like, Hey, um, we're going to keep going. Cause I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see there's, you know, we'll say, I don't know what, if they're going to call them, you know, East, Midwest, West, South, they might just call them region one, two, three, four. I hope that doesn't, I hope it doesn't change the region names, but I wouldn't be shocked if mm-hmm. it does for this one year. I wouldn't be shocked if there's one region that's like in the sweet 16. And then there's another region that hasn't played around a 64 game yet. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that could be. I also wonder if something they could do maybe is you have selection Sunday and then maybe you push the turn the games itself maybe a week later so you can get everybody kind of in the bubble environment. True. You know, true. test everybody, make sure everybody's COVID free, and then you start playing your games. You know yeah, what I because, mean? Because you could say, like, okay, you got selection Sunday. Everybody travels to Indianapolis on Monday. Right. Um, everybody gets then, there. You got to you know two, three, four days, however long to rest up, test everybody, right. make sure everybody's negative. Make sure everything is settled. Make sure everybody has a place to sleep. You know what I mean? Make sure everybody knows the protocol, when you got to be at the arena, how you got to get to the arena, what you got to do when you get to the arena. Um, And it'll be, it'll be easier too, as the tournament goes on because you have 68 teams. uh, We'll we'll just say 64, make it a little easier. And then five days later, you're down to 16. Right. Exactly. And it whittles down. It's not like the NBA playoffs where it's like, you got 16 teams to start and then at least for a week, you still have 16 teams. Right. And then finally after, you know, maybe, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 days, then you lose a couple teams, but some teams are still going to game seven. So they're still there. And right. You know, like like you said, you know, for a one fact, by one. right. You yeah. know, for a fact, you know, after this certain four day stretch, you're going to be down to only 16 teams, Yeah, you know, because, because that first day, we'll say the first day of the tournament, you obviously you're going to bank on, okay, we're losing 16 teams today. And then we're losing 16 more tomorrow. Yeah. Right. For sure. So yeah, it'll be interesting how the NCAA does it in um, what they'll do if a team handle, if a team has COVID, like I said, they're not going to hold up the tournament. I wonder if they potentially would kick a team out of the tournament just because they can't play within a certain number of days. 
personally, I wouldn't be shocked, but they would have to tell the teams that if you can't play within X number of days, like you're out. Right. Right. Um, you know, and exactly. You may have a situation like with in the NBA with like the Sixers, for example, where, you know what I mean? You can, if you can feel the team of at least seven, eight guys, like you have to play, you know, like right. we, you can't, like you said, you can't hold up a tournament like this. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, at the end of yeah. the day, I'm just happy that they, they seem to have a good idea. They seem to have a plan in place and right. Fingers crossed. Nothing else goes wrong that we'll, we'll finally, we've been, we've been, uh, we've been starved of March madness now for almost coming up on two years. So yes, hopefully we finally will get to get, get, it won't be, it won't be the classic, but it'll be, it'll be March right. madness. Nonetheless, you know, I'll get to fill out a bracket and everything will be happy. Yep. <laughs> so we can get into some actual games now. We've been going for about 40 minutes here. Yeah, right. Yo, <laughs> if, if the NCAA <laughs> wants to contact us, we have plenty of ideas. We do. We do. And Mark Emmer. Yeah. ring, buddy. <laughs> so uh, we'll get, we'll start uh, yesterday uh, the, or Saturday. I'm sorry. We're, I'm used to recording on Sunday. I called Saturday yesterday. <laughs> Saturday, uh, Texas beats West Virginia 72 to 70. Uh, Andrew Jones game winning three with two seconds left to give uh, the Longhorns the win. Uh, great, great win for them. Um, Derek Culver had 14 and 16 for West Virginia um, as well. Texas is really good. They're number four in the country now. Yes, they are. And, you know, I, I feel like we got to mention this. This it's I guess it's a cliche at this point. I mean, you got to mention it once a week. Texas is Texas back. is back, man. Texas is back. <laughs> I mean, you know, they've, they've got so many talented guys, you know, they don't really, they don't play a ton of guys. You know what I mean? They only play maybe six, seven, maybe eight guys a game, but the, the group that they do have, like amongst that starting five, any really, really any five of those guys could step up and give you a quality game any, on any given day. You know, they, right. they're, they're a very talented, talented team. They are. Um, yeah. This, this is a team that I think could make the final four. Honestly, I'm Honestly, starting yeah, to think. If, they, if they keep playing the way that they uh, are, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, Shaka Smart has done a hell of a job with this group. And this was – Shaka Smart's kind of his job was on the line last year. Right, that's true. Uh, I mean, then, you, then Texas you had that, that run question. at the beginning. And then Texas had that run towards the end of the season. And they were – they went from a position that they weren't going to make the tournament to a position where they probably were going to. Right. In, with their run. And it, it was basically the entire month of February. Um, at least mid to late February that was going on. So they've definitely carried that over uh, into this season. So, and West Virginia is out was still without Oscar Shibway, um, who committed to Kentucky uh, mm. yesterday. Mm. Good get for uh, John Calipari. And I think that will definitely help that Kentucky team. Um, Cause they have a guy who's a little older now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Who, who's good for them. Kentucky's won three in a row now. Um, they beat Florida on Saturday. They beat Vanderbilt on Tuesday. Um, that Vanderbilt ending was something. I don't know if you saw it at the end. I don't know if I did, um, to be honest with you. Was, I, must, I might have. Um, so Davion Mintz hit a three with 49 seconds left to give Kentucky the lead. Uh, last Fast forward last possession for uh, Vanderbilt. Trey Thomas misses a three. They get the offensive rebound, hit Max Evans uh, for a three to tie the game. And that thing like bounces off the rim for it. I, it felt like it was like an hour. It was bouncing <laughs> off the rim. It, it was almost like the Kawhi Leonard shot, honestly. <laughs> um, but it didn't go in. But, but I was watching the game. And I, I was like, it's bouncing, it's bouncing, it's bouncing, it's bouncing. Ah, oh, it didn't go in. <laughs> but... um. Kentucky's won three in a row. They had Sheboy, like we said. Um, and that will help them because, like we said, Kentucky is so, so young. And to have a guy come in as an upperclassman, and I think I think he'll be able to help them out in a pretty big way. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, even just for them to be 3-0 and in the conference, you know what I mean, after that, that right, terrible, exactly. terrible start that they've had. Mm -hmm. I mean, to, to – to enter conference play one and six and now sit four and six, three and oh in the conference. And I mean, we, we've talked about the SEC isn't particularly great this year. Right. Um, but 
that's know. a good Florida team they beat though. And they and they beat yeah. them. Yeah. It was 768. Yeah. Um, that is a good that that's a Florida team that's been probably borderline top twenty five, top thirty all year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you um, if you had Keontae Johnson, I mean, they, they had certainly Johnson, would be. Right. I would have to think. Right. Um, and glad to see he's doing well. By yeah, the way. yeah, no so, doubt, no doubt. Uh, he's he's back on the bench. He's not playing yet. I think he's kind of a, uh, kind of an assistant coach role right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Florida, so good that he's back. Um, for them. Uh, next up, I have Michigan. The Wolverines are undefeated. Yes, they are, man. Yes, they are. They are a darn good team. They, they are. They really are a darn good team. Up to seventh in the country in today's poll, and you can't say that they, it's not deserved because they're good. I mean, Hunter they're Dickinson really is much better than advertised. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I don't think anybody, anybody could have predicted that he would be playing as well as he is right now. I mean, yeah. he is like. Obviously, he's not their whole offense, but I mean, he is such an integral part of their team and part of their offense. I mean, that win over Minnesota, I mean, that was pretty much just a statement win, a statement for for Dickinson as well. I mean, what do you have, 28 and 8? I mean, very, very, very big game from him, very big win for Michigan. I mean, we, I, you know, as we've discussed, they're undefeated. We knew they were good, but to come out and thrash a ranked team by 25, you know, it's a statement you know it's it just reiterates hey we're here and we are very very good I thought Isaiah Livers was going to be the best player on the team which which I'm sure you thought as well yeah I Um, mean yeah I I would think he he still had a good he's been their second best player but you know yeah Dickinson is because Livers had a good year last year Mm -hmm. um as a junior he's upped his points per game from 12.9 last year to so far 13.9 so it has increased. His production level has increased, and he's played less minutes too. Um, but yeah, man, Dickinson is—he is great. He is yeah. a lot of fun to watch. Um, so, you know, it, it'll be—I uh, think their game. I'm sure we'll predict a winner um, for that one later on. Um, I think their game against Wisconsin tomorrow night will be very, very telling. Yeah, of what this team is. Mm-hmm. No, I, is this I, I a agree top five team in the country, or yeah. you know, a top ten to fifteen? I mean, yeah. I mean, if so. they say they beat Wisconsin tomorrow, um, and then they got Minnesota again yeah, later Minnesota, in the week. Yeah, Minnesota fell to twenty three in the AP poll this mm-hmm. week. I mean, say you win both of those games, I see no reason why they're not a top five team next week. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Because Texas has a big game against Texas Tech. That game is on Wednesday. They they could inevitably lose that game. Um, I think Iowa is still good. Uh, Villanova is on a COVID pause right now. Right, um, right. We don't really know I'm not, what. I'm not sure when they'll be playing next. Um, and then obviously your top two, Gonzaga Baylor. Gonzaga put up 116 points against Portland on uh, Saturday. Um. Typical, typical. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like we, every every podcast we just have like this, you know, any ranging from fifteen seconds to five minute discussion on how good Gonzaga is. So I guess I guess we'll I guess we'll keep it a short Gonzaga is good segment right. this week and just Gonzaga's say Gonzaga, all, I, really good. Undefeated? I still think I, I think I, I think it, I, the Thursday. More, the more the day goes by. The more the days go by, the more I really start to think it could happen. I mean, did, I mean, did, did you see the BYU game on Thursday night? I saw. I did catch a bit of that. I caught a bit of the first half, and they looked. They looked it was good. Eight, yeah, it was eighty six sixty nine, and it, the final was eighty six sixty nine. Yeah, they were up like what twenty twenty to two to two or twenty three to four. Twenty three to two. Yeah, I want to say. Oh, I think Lord. it was that. I mean, that's so. just absurd. Gonzaga. Is good. Who thought? <laughs> Who thought? Anyway, um, a, a big win I want to talk about was in the Pac-12. It was on. If I can pull up the day, it was on Thursday. Another game on Thursday. Colorado, big win over Oregon. 
yeah, out west. Um, Colorado was favored in that game, which I didn't realize until after the game started. Um, Oregon, a ranked team, they were they were the underdog against Colorado, which I was surprised by. And I remember watching, I was like, oh, like this is a big upset here. Um, but yeah, good win for Colorado, even if they were favored. Uh, McKinley Wright was fantastic uh, for Colorado. Evan Batty had 12 and 10 in that game, eight and eight from uh, the free throw line, granted. Um, yeah, this this is a good team. Chris Duarte, shout out Chris Duarte for Oregon. Uh, he is awesome. He has kind of, I, I, I'd say he's kind of replaced Peyton Pritchard here as the lead guard for Oregon. He was good last year, but he's taken a big step up this year um, as a senior. Mm-hmm. So, um Colorado, good win for them. Yeah, I thought, wouldn't, wouldn't shock me if they're ranked next. I mean, assuming they win their games this week, would not shock me if they snuck into the top twenty-five next week. I thought they should have got. I I thought they uh should have gotten in this. Yeah. Week. Well, how many votes? Let me see how many votes. Uh, I was gonna. I was, that's what I was about to ask. How many? Ninety-six. Points? Alabama so had one hundred seventy-three. So they're twenty-eight. Yeah, exactly twenty-eighth. They're twenty-eight right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Would it, not it, shock me. They, I. Cause I put out my top 25 every week. I had them in the top 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, and I, I think, I think they're certainly worthy of it. I mean, you look I had at the, their... I had them at 23. Yeah. So I think, that, so they are certainly worthy of. Uh, yeah. I mean, you look 25. at, you look at their schedule loss, loss to Tennessee. That's excusable. Right. Uh, lost at Arizona. I mean, Arizona is not a terrible team. You know, they're, no. they're a pretty solid team. Um, UCLA, another team that's, borderline a top 25 team lost by three to UCLA on the road. Um, I think that was last week, a couple weeks ago. Um, and then coming up at Utah, which I believe is tonight. That's going, that game is going yeah, on. That's going on right now. They're losing. Oh, of course they are. Oh my God. <laughs> why, why does this, why, why does this happen to me? Uh, um, yeah, but anyways, 37, 31 right now, the second half just started. Okay. Well, they better figure that out because yeah. if, when this pod comes out and I just hyped them up and they just lost to friggin' Utah, I'm not going to yeah. be very happy. But anyways, Utah tonight, Cal on the 13th, Stanford on the 16th. Um, heck they, they win all three of these games. They are certainly in the top 25 and Absolutely. maybe pushing the upper half of the top you know, or the like, you know, the upper half of twenty-five to twenty. You know, right? I, so, yeah, I was gonna say I, I'd be like fine with eighteen to twenty-two range. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Around there, hundred percent. So, yeah, Pac-12 I just wanted love. to get, I, I wanted to give them a, a quick shout out. Yeah, Pac-12 uh, love, baby. Pac-12 what? after dark. I said Pac-12 love. I love that. I love Bill Walton. Bill Walton is kind. Of, <laughs> Bill Walton is one of those guys where you, where like you love him or you hate him. Yeah, I'm about to say you either hate his commentary or you absolutely you tune in for every game he does, and you're just you know, like, here, yes, this is fantastic. Here's here's my thought on Bill Walton. If he was calling games like mid afternoon or like the seven o'clock game or whatever, it would probably bother me. Yeah, no, that's but the fact that it's a good like, point. It's, it's at midnight and it's the last game you're watching. You're kind of like not really fully. That is a, that it. is like, a total like, like you're scrolling Twitter or something and, and looking up and looking up at the TV every few minutes and listening to him talk. Yeah. Uh, just about nothing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's a fine. It's, I'm fine with uh, it as like the last game of the yeah. night. I forget what I, I didn't, I don't remember what game it was, but I, I, I wasn't watching, but I saw a tweet about it. And um, <laughs> I think it was Arizona and somebody I forget. Um, but anyways, somebody somebody tweeted like a quote of him from from the game, and it was like, you know, <laughs> he said it was like a two point game. It was like sixty four sixty two, like late in the game. And I guess I guess he said something along the lines of like, man, Arizona's Arizona's just been playing terrible. And <laughs> I, I forget is it Dave Patch or whoever does the game? Dave Patch. Dave yeah. Um, he he was like. The two point game, Bill, and he's like, I read the scoreboard wrong. You're right. <laughs> and I was just like, I that, to, is, that is so Bill Walton. Because I, I tweeted, I tweeted about him a few days ago. Uh, I got to find it now. <laughs> because it was something similar to, yeah, I said, Bill Walton just said, We're coming down to the final moments. UCLA is going to win. And it was UCLA is down 26 to 25 with three minutes left in the first half. <laughs> 
coming down to the final moments. Oh my god. <laughs> he is a dude. Like I, I like you said, man, I can certainly understand why you would not enjoy his kind like you can find him yeah. a bit annoying, but Oh my God. For me, like sitting, sitting down at like 1130 at night, like you said, just like browsing Twitter, laying on the couch, you know, paying maybe 30% of your attention to to whatever PAC 12 game is on your TV. Right. Like just listening to him ramble is it's, it's it's just a great time. It really is. Dave Pash deserves a trophy. Yes, he does. For dealing with him. Yes, he does. Jason Benetti, Jason Benetti does get, uh, does his games occasionally so i think he deserves one too so jason <laughs> minetti deserves an award anyway so he's great yeah, that's so, true that's true um another thing so I, I i i have one more thing i don't know if you do um and then we can get to predictions rutgers has lost three in a row and four of their past five i am sad yeah, out of the top twenty-five now. It's out of, yeah. It was it was it was fun while it lasted. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they'll they'll be back. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, sure. Oh, I'm yeah. sure they can. As we have discussed many, 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 many times, the Big Twelve is, or the Big the Big Twelve, the Big Ten is just a cannibalistic society that right. beats one another on any given night, on any given day, at any given place. Right. So they're three and four in the conference right now. They very easily could string together five wins in a row and be right, right back in the top. 20 top 15 you know what i mean it's just right just the way this conference works just the way this conference is so. it, was a, it was a statement win from uh a real statement win for michigan state on uh it was when they when they beat them that was a midweek game that was yeah tuesday night mm-hmm. statement win for michigan state but then they turn around and lose to purdue so yeah complete gauntlet in that conference you have no idea what's going to happen uh yeah. and then rutgers lost to ohio state uh, 79-68 on Saturday. They'll play. Did did that Rutgers Penn State game get postponed? I want to say it might have. Uh, let me take a um, look. My page will load. It's not, but that's cool. Whatever. Oh, no, there we go. Let's look. At it. Uh, yeah, yes, it, it did. It has. Uh, so they'll they'll play next on some point. They'll play again. It looks like. <laughs> I'm complete because it looks like they might have like rescheduled the game. This is a really bad look on me right now. <laughs> um, so they will they'll play again on Friday. They're oh, playing gotcha. on Friday. They're playing gotcha, Wisconsin gotcha, on gotcha. Friday. So gotcha. you know, speaking of speaking of a uh, uh, Big Ten sweethearts that have kind of fallen off the face of the earth, Northwestern prayers up. Shout out Northwestern. Uh, Kind of, they've, they've come back down to earth, unfortunately. Um, it, it was fun. That was another, it was fun while it lasted, but yeah. Um, I think Rutgers certainly has a, has a better chance in them to, um, you know, reach, reach, yeah. Reach, yeah reach I, I definitely heights. think overall Rutgers is a better team than Northwestern. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I, 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 it was a fun little run for them. Um, it was, it was. They, they, they still are, I wouldn't, definitely I, wouldn't a bubble team. I wouldn't call them out of it yet. They still, yeah, no, 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 100%. You got to play Ohio State, Iowa. Yeah, 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 no um, doubt. I mean, yeah, they're they're but, certainly still in. Well, I'm serious. Let me see where, see if Joe Lenardi has them in. I'm curious because I'd imagine they're probably on. The this would have been most recently because you said his last one was on the eighth. Northwestern last played on the seventh. That was their loss to Illinois, where they um, lost. Um, let's see. He, they they the are 25th. they are the first team in the first four out for him now. Okay. So um, they they are the first team out. Yes, they are. According to him, they are the first team out. And I guess I'll just roll through first four out, last four in while I'm while I'm yeah. on the page. Um, yeah. His last four in are Xavier, Syracuse, Purdue, and Oklahoma State, which I don't understand why that. that well, okay. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is still in like the process of their appeal. I oh, think, okay. I think there's still a chance that they can play in the tournament if it drags on. Oh, right. Cause they're right. If they're appealing. Yes. Okay. I right. know what you mean, which that would be big for them because it would. I mean, for them to, I'd love, I'd love to see Cade Cunningham. I was, that's oh, exactly man. what I was going to say. I mean, for them to get a recruit like him and then have things hit the fan, but right. You know, if they can, if they can manage to either, whether it's dragging out that appeal or even winning that appeal, um, that would be, that'd be really nice for their program to be able to make a turn in a tournament appearance. And as you right. said, we would all have the joy of watching Cade Cunningham play NCAA tournament basketball. Um, so. anyways, uh, then his first four out Northwestern Stanford, Oklahoma and BYU. 
that makes sense. Yeah, I know. That's exactly all, all four of those teams um, are pretty much what I expected or right on what I, you know, exactly like all four of those teams. When I think of them, yep. I'm like, yep, those are bubble teams. Yep. Um, So, so yep. There you go. There's your shout out to Joe Lenardi. There's your bracketology update on January 11th. (laughs) Bracketology update right at the end. We, we, we got to do a full bracketology uh, episode at some point. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. Cause we used for selection Sunday. We did a couple last year. I think we did two. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I think uh, what we, what we should try and do is we should wait and see. um, Well, I don't know what the conference tournament, I'm assuming the conference tournament schedules are going to be the same. You know what I mean? We're like finish on selection Sunday, but. Um, right, because the the NCAA gave schools a, or gave leagues a certain date to decide um, how they're going to determine their bid. There's there's some school there's some leagues out there that I might not have a uh, a conference tournament. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple leagues out there, especially yeah, uh, especially especially the smaller that leagues yeah that don't that they just will give their auto bid to the regular season champion. Mm-hmm. I do not think the back will be one of those leagues. From what I've seen, they are still planning on going to Atlantic city and having that tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's probably a couple weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if they just say, you know what? Regular season, you get the auto. Bid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know for sure. But I would say I, I would like to, if we have the time, potentially that'd be cool to do maybe like a special edition midweek or like, you know, Friday, Saturday pod. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of going over, you know, just full on bracketology. Yeah, we do stuff. like a midweek. Yeah, like a yeah. Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be. That would yeah. be. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, but I say we're just we're just planning podcasts while like doing that the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. It'd no, like it that do. Sometimes. It do be like that. Uh, anyways, yeah. I the, the one thing there was one thing I did want to gloss over really really quickly. Um, just something that kind of caught my eye, the UConn Huskies. 25th ranked. ranked in the country. Ranked. They're back. Ranked UConn. I love it. <laughs> you cannot go cannot go wrong there, man. They, uh... They're losing to DePaul right now, though. Oh, my God. That's the second <laughs> time this has happened to me tonight. Oh, my Lord. Come on. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. And it's DePaul. It's DePaul. <laughs> it is. It's not the Pauly Pauly cap, though. Yes. Macalona. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, had, had to give the shout-out to ranked UConn. Uh, you know they certainly uh, certainly had their hardships. It, it's so crazy to me that they won a national championship. Like, what was that? Six, was 14. 14. 14, yeah, 14. six, seven years ago. 11, 11 and fourteen. They've won two in the past. Yeah, decade. yeah, true. Because that the, is crazy. The one in eleven was when they were still in the the Big East, and they're now they're back in the Big East. Right, right, right. The right. one in fourteen, it was their first year in the American. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's yes. crazy, man. Rank that UConn. is crazy. Very yes. Good. Rank UConn, shout out Dan Hurley, shout out Rank UConn. Yes. Hey, it's it that you better get us now, cause it's it's coming. <laughs> You've seen that video before. I have seen that video before. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> People better get us now. You better get us now. It's coming. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's good stuff right there. I have a friend. I have a friend who's a UConn fan, and uh, every time that UConn has a big win, I just text him that. I just it's text coming. him. That. <laughs> it's coming. That People is, better get you now. <laughs> that is beautiful. Oh man! All right. Well, I guess we can uh, yeah. jump into predictions to cap things off here. So we'll start out. We got a couple uh, tomorrow night. First one: Wisconsin and Michigan. Um. I'll go. I'll go Michigan. I'll, I'll stick with too. the. I'll stick with the hot team. Not to say I Wisconsin am. isn't hot, but you know the undefeated right. team. I'll, I'll I'll roll with Michigan. Right. Hunter Dickinson, yeah. my boy. I am rolling the Wolverines as well. All right, and then same time, seven o'clock Tuesday night. Duke and West Virginia or Virginia Tech, not West Virginia, Virginia Tech. Uh, um, I like Virginia Tech in this one. Yeah, Honestly, I, I'm, I, I was leaning that way myself. I, I think I'll, I think I'll go Virginia Tech Virginia, too. Virginia um, Tech has won three of the past four against Duke at uh, Cassell Coliseum. So, which is pretty, which is pretty remarkable, all things considered, because Duke has had some darn good teams over the past right, few years. So, right. the, the the one loss was last year, but then three years previously, yeah, they got it done. <laughs> all right, so then 
So, yeah, I'm going Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'll go Virginia Tech as well. On Wednesday, we'll go Texas Tech against Texas at the Irwin Center. That is a pretty big one right there. It is a big one. Um, I'm going Texas Tech. I'm going they'll, they'll pull I like that. I like that. Um, uh, I'll, 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 I'll stick. I'll, I'll pick the favorite. I'll go, I'll go Texas. I, I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll roll Texas. I think I'll, I'll say Texas gets hot. I'll pick it. I promise I'll pick an upset. I will. I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not going full chalk this week. I'm, I'll pick an upset. Yeah, good. You should. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to Friday. We just talked about it. UConn, uh, they're playing Villanova. You know what, man? If they, if this game goes on, assuming Villanova's out, because I believe they are, or are they, or did they postpone? Is that game going on? And they postpone it. They, that game is postponed. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I was going to say. I know. I thought it was going on. And then I then I was like, I was looking at the schedule. I was like, wait a minute. That's just I was like, wait. Okay. Gosh, darn it. Yeah. That game That game is out. My apologies. It is okay. And then, so we'll go to Saturday. We'll go Ohio State and Illinois. Oh, man. Maybe I won't pick an upset. I can't, I can't go against my Illini. Um, uh, I will go. Yeah, I, I think I lied. I think I'm not gonna pick an upset this week. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Illinois. I think, I think Illinois gets this one done. Um, they obviously had that loss to Maryland, uh, dur- during the week. Um, by the way, shout out to Maryland. Maryland has had some, Maryland, yeah, pretty impressive. We said we would wins. talk about that and we didn't, but yeah, quick shout out to Maryland for, uh, Beating um, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Quick shout out to them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they've had, they haven't been great this year, um, but but that is a quality win for them. Uh, it is. Anywho, well, that seems pretty I'm funny hoping. that their their two conference wins are against Wisconsin, are at Wisconsin and at Illinois, and they've lost every yeah. every other game. That's that's pretty yeah. good. That's, it is. That's a big time man. What a conference. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Illinois. Um, I I I will too. Okay. And then later on Saturday we got Michigan and Minnesota. Hmm. You know what? I think I lied again. I I said I said I was gonna do it. I thought that was gonna be our last game. So if that's not our last game, I said I would pick an upset. I will pick an upset. I'm gonna say Minnesota hands Michigan their first loss of the year. I'm gonna say Marcus Carr drops 27 on the dot. Okay. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that prediction. <laughs> That's a good prediction. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I got, I got one more here on Saturday, Virginia and Clemson. Man, that's a dang. That's, that's a good one. There's that's some good really games good this one. week. There's some really good games this week. Um. Oh man, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Um, I will roll, I'll roll Virginia, but it's, I will say it's a very hesitant Virginia. I I will go against you and go Clemson. All right. All right. That's fair enough. One of us is going to be wrong here. (laughs) Yeah. I, dude, I got to say Clemson is having one heck of a year. I got to give all the credit in the world to Clemson. I know we've shouted out about like 17 teams this week. But yes. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna have it's another been, shout it's out. It's been a long podcast. This is a long podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. But yes, shout out, shout out, Clemson having yes. a very, 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 very short. They, they are Brad, Brad Brownell, same kind of same deal as Shaka Smart on the hot yeah seat right on the hot here. seat, and yeah. all of a sudden coaching a ranked team. Yeah, good for them. So no doubt. So all right, I think that's it for me. As if I you're, think that, you're done too. <laughs> yes, I think that's all about. Hey, Bills. Oh, yes. We got to give a quick yes. shout out to the Bills. Go, Bills, baby. Let's go. Lamar Jackson. It's snowing, buddy. It might be chilly. It it's going to snow on. Yeah, because that game, uh, Saturday, 8 yes, 15. Saturday right? night, primetime, yes. baby. NBC. They're one. saying, uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> as a fellow upstate New Yorker, you know how wonderful the weather reports can be when it comes to oh, snow. Yeah. Um, but. From what I read, they were saying anywhere from, uh, you know, they're thinking at least a couple inches at, at the very least Saturday. So, um, could be, could be some snow. Might not be could some be. snow. Who could the heck be. knows? Um, and uh, and meanwhile, 
if my New York Jets hire Doug Peterson, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's uh, I, well, I mean, the good the news Eagles, is you're not gonna you're not gonna trade for him. At least you're not gonna, they're not gonna trade for him now. So yeah. I guess there is some good, good news there if you if you want to yeah. if you want to look at the, it that the way. Only, the only the only thing they're gonna give up, they're not gonna give up draft picks or players anymore. They're just gonna give up winning for the next. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, very true. Oh, and one last thing. One last thing. Uh, who you like in the national championship tonight? I like Bama. I also like Bama. I like Bama. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be pulling for Ohio State. I got some family down in Columbus, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think. I think Bama's just too think darn it's good. Happen. I love Justin Fields. I kind of hope Justin Fields is a Jet, but yeah, uh, he's, he's a warrior, man. He can What's pull that? off anything. Like, I say he's a warrior. He can pull off anything he like he did last game. He is. We'll I mean, see. The, the, the Clemson game. He had. He took that big hit and. Yeah, probably he broke, kept broke on ribs. Clearly hurt, but he just yeah. kept on going. That was remarkable. So, it was, it was. All right, long pod, but I think we're yeah. finally done. Long pod, the productive <laughs> pod. Yes, so, no doubt, no doubt. That will be it for this week's episode of the Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night.